Jazzcast Pros. This one is dedicated to my fathers. We're not emotionally invested. If you make the time to choke them out, beat the hell out of their asses, or shout at them and show your authority and discipline, and you don't make the same amount of time to be emotionally available, then you're doing harm. You're doing harm. When a father is affectionate and supportive, it is greatly affects the child's cognitive social development. In this regard, to be emotionally available to your children has nothing to do with the terrorizing baby mama. It has to do with you. The point is we have to do better. That is why it's important for us to be available. You want your children to know that they can be vulnerable with you as well as you with them. Greetings. Welcome to Father Torch, the podcast to help you, the new and renewed father, cope with the anxiety and stress of fatherhood so that you can be the dad you wish you had. I'm your host, Ra, founder of Abimelech Foundation, an artist and a father of nine. My mission is to help you reclaim your power and ease your concerns about being a father in today's social climate. Today's episode, what is the role of the father? I want you to think about that for a second. What is the role of the father? No judgment, but think about this. Let us go through this together and come up with a defining role of father being the other parent. I like to, I like to say that because that's why we are treated sometimes like the other parent. It is essential. There is books, blogs, et cetera, et cetera, that focus the importance of mother within the family. And that's not fair. Of course, it's kind of one-sided, excuse me, not one-sided. It is one-sided because it took two to create one. Do the math. Having said that, we as the other half, we make up the parenthood. You understand? We as fathers make up the parenthood. So we it is important and crucial as much as mothers or motherhood. We have different avenue, corners, mountains, or hills to climb. But ultimately, we come to one line in that road. We can either be divided or do it together. But nonetheless, our roles do not change. We don't change our roles. Even when we're dead and gone, our roles do not change. It doesn't change, and it has not and never will. Even when you're dead and gone, again, I say this, your role as a father and a mother do not change nor waver. You are a king, not because someone say you are, because you know you are. You are a son of a king. You are head of household. You are the head, which must not forget about the neck and the body, because you can do nothing without them. However, we both know in this realistic world that we have many of us who are playing dual roles and many of us who are trying our best to do that right. And for you, my brothers, I take my hat off and I salute you 
And I big you up because we don't honor you enough. We don't speak about you. We don't seek to honor you. You are respected. I salute. Fathers have the crucial role to play in a cognitive, social, and emotional development of their children or child. Think about that one. Fathers have a crucial role playing in a cognitive, social, and emotional development in their children's life. Now, how does that work where fathers are not dealing with themselves in the cognitive, social, and emotional development of themselves from the traumas they have endured, lived with, some haven't even conquered it. So if you think about it, that is like a deep conflict. It is important that we as men see our importance in our presence, in our wording, which would be our wisdom, our experience, which shares, or say, increase our knowledge. Despite our traumas, we want better for our children. To be present is to be more than simply a body or a namesake. You know, when your name is just coming like the fall winds and only when the wind blow, I remember you. No, you must make yourself present. That when you enter this room, enter this house, or in the sight of your child, they happy to see you. Like a wagging puppy, they are happy and pleased, feel safe when you're in their presence. And then, then to think of you, you want to leave that impression that they smile, even when they're mad at you. It's not hard, but however, it does require work. It does require work for us to do this. So we must be present with this. We are essential, crucial in the cognitive, social, and emotional development of our children. That means we have to be there, fathers. We have to actually remember how it was. Remember that adolescence. Remember the life lessons, the learned lessons. Because nowadays, a lot of the adolescence and the teachings and the learning are unforgiving. We live right now literally in an unforgiving world, society, even neighborhood, family, and friends. Sometimes ourselves. <laughs> we get a definition, the true definition of we are our worst enemy. So, when we have fathers and mothers that don't get along, and we have mothers who's trying to exclude the father out of the child's life, they are taking away their cognitive abilities, their social development, as well as emotional development, and then wonder why when they reach their teenage years or they reach their adolescent years, they express themselves in such destructive ways. On one hand, most can say, well, it's because of him, or, you know, I don't stop it from doing anything. But when you're angry and you're mad and you're in your emotions of things, you'd be surprised what you do and what you don't do. You know, we, we as humans, we are messy. And I'm not going to say you cannot hurt or you should not express it. However, 
the one thing I beg, and I beg most mothers that they should never do, is being the way of the father being in a child's life. Of course, if it's a poser threat, nonsense and foolery, yeah, you know, I understand. Even then, speak the truth. You know, if he's an asshole, that's what he is. And if he's a killer, that's what he is. And let it be known that although you don't have the answer of why they do, do, do what they do, however, you are an individual and you don't need to repeat those things. And, you know, instilling them that they are loved and they are they will be embraced no matter what. But however, for those who who block, who cause financial as well as mental anguish, blocks these essential functions in the child's development, social ranks, cognitive development, uh, uh, emotional support is dangerous to block, especially in the child's adolescence. It's dangerous. It's, it's, it's purpose. You know, if I guess if it was any more obvious, it would probably be a CPS case. <laughs> I mean, if you have a child and you don't send them to school for a certain amount of day, they call it neglect. So how, how come this crucial part of parenting as, you know, because it's not taken away from motherhood, but the crucial part that a father plays is constantly being blocked, constantly being undermined, constantly being destroyed right in front of the child's eye. So that means you are worse than the oppressor who set that system up. You are worse than the invader who came into your home and divided your family because you are simply doing it based off our hurt feelings, spitefulness, or just vindictiveness, or whatever names you want to call it. Nonetheless, if it was the other way around, it would be unheard of, despicable. Names that I can't even pronounce, it'd just be disgusting. But yet, we support this mentality. We support this role of idiocy versus dealing with the crucial roles of cognitive and social and emotional development in our children's life. We neglect ourselves, so how can we do any of these things in the first place? If I have such trauma that interferes with my life such a way that I can't function or that I'm not available or, most importantly, I'm not emotionally uh, available for the ones I love, my children, my missus, whoever, I'm not available. That brings me to my next topic. This one is dedicated to my fathers. To my fathers, we're not emotionally invested. And this is where we're gonna this is where we're going a little deeper and understanding emotional intelligence. Because think about it. If you make the time to choke them out, beat the hell out of their asses, or shout at them and show your authority and discipline, and you don't make the same amount of time to be emotionally available, then you're doing harm. You're doing harm. And I would say that studies show when a father is affectionate and supportive, it is greatly affects the child's cognitive social development. You see how that got twisted a little bit? So in this in this regard, 
to be emotionally available to your children has nothing to do with the terrorizing baby mama. It has to do with you. It has to do with you and how you feel, how you express yourself, how you make yourself feel or be vulnerable with your children, how you can bond with them. How you bond with them is important as well. How you bond with them is just as important as much as as you are present. So let's let's think about this. Cognitive, uh, Cognitive and social development is so important to a child's adolescence and, you know, growth that it teaches them independence. It teaches them how to fit in or know where their position is that they can overcome, uh, how to resist peer pressure or roll with the punches, if you will. Um, the development is not delayed, right? Because they feel secure with themselves. I mean, the children nowadays are so insecure and they're so angry that they can't tell the difference where they develop, where they haven't developed until it's too late or older. And when I say too late, I'm not saying, you know, like, you know, death or prison, but let's say, you know, they're old enough that they can bear children and they catch themselves being a parent now, a young parent, and they didn't have those developments. They didn't have that together time or that bonding time with you. They themselves are going to try to outlive what you've done without any guidance or blueprint. They're going to simply just copy who they fancy, who you know, who might seem like they're doing it right because from afar, they look like you're doing the damn thing. In all of truth and reality, they could be struggling like you, but just too prideful to show how I'm really living. We, we as men, we must be emotionally available, yes, but I'm not talking about boo-hoo crying, walking with our emotions in our sleeves, or even just be vulnerable just to being vulnerable. They might feel uh, of work or advocating for father and being in the community. It's important that we know how to engage. It's important as an advocate for fatherhood that I remind fathers of their role and how to disclose me or everything that deals with me or in that time to help motivate you to be a better father. However, we as fathers, must find that ambition in ourselves and that we can overcome our anger, our depression or sadness, our loneliness, our crippling disparity of just trying to one-up the past, the past father's rules or regulations or whatever you want to name it, but start to one-up on all the time or, or, or simply be yourself. Watch your child grow Involve, invest, engage with your child. Start from young. Don't wait till they get into teenage years and then it's, I want to bond with you now. By that time, you know, they don't got a custom of you not being you or not being affectionate, not being available, not being nurturing or supportive. They go to their friends who was active and listening to them, even if they get them bad advice. The fact is that they sat down and listened to them, even if they're using against them, the mere fact that they sat down, bonded with them, heard what they said, 
and then execute whatever mission comes after that. Something that we as fathers are supposed to be as the authority and the head of the family. It is our mission and importance that we bond with our children. We must make ourselves available. Even in the times of discipline, even in the times of scolding, we must make ourselves available. We must be able to explain what hurts, what doesn't hurt, and what is just simply an ouch moment. Because you want your kids to know that you feel pain too. You feel sadness. You feel the same. However, because of my experience and knowledge in that experience, I have gained wisdom and understanding of how to deal with such emotions or how to develop coping mechanisms. But all they see you is standoffish, you're there just to be there. Then they emulate that, of course, in their own way, but it's not going to be the way that you support or like. So we have to make ourselves available, man. We have to do more than simply be there, you know, or be a mouthpiece. No, nobody want to hear about your struggles and how your struggles made you this, especially if you never was there or you wasn't nurturing, especially if you haven't proven your manhood in a way that is respectful, honorable, and something the teachings that you promoted are repeatable, right? And when I say your manhood, because you are a man before you are a father, but your manhood should not be so hard that I don't know who you are. For a while, I idolized my father when, when I was younger. I idolized this man, but I did not know who he was because he became a stranger. He became just a figure. Now, I can't always say it was a bad figure, but nonetheless, it was just a figure. I never looked at you as a protector. I never looked at him as, you know, um, supportive or whatever the case may be. I mean, I'm sure he has his reasons. And he was fighting a great deal of demons. And no matter how much he slayed, they invited more. And he never recharged. He never talked to anyone. He never, he never would sit down and say, boy... X, Y, and Z is because A, B, and C. And then D, E, E, F came to B. So he never, you know, he kept everything in. And when they came out, Lord of mercy, they came out. And unfortunately, we was the casualty of that. Because something that, I, that, that should have been, I don't know, spilt milk, if you will. That's how small the problem was or the situation but they treated it like Armageddon. You know what I mean? Um, we have to do better. The point is we have to do better. We have to do better than our past, better than what we traditionally has grown with. That is why it's important for us to be available. You want your children to know that they can be vulnerable with you as well as you with them. Of course, recognize the level, recognize your child's ability to hear you, listen to you and act upon the advice of which you you bestow upon them. Whatever wisdom you share with them, watch and see how they go with it, what they do with it. Remind them every so often, but not all the time. 
But be available. Be available, my brothers. Be available that you can save your child, save the children that your children associate with, your community, your neighborhood, your neighbor, and your family. Sometimes you got to love from a distance, but however, be the dad you wish you had. Fathers, make sure to make yourselves more available and not just for the disciplinary action, but the nurturing development of your children. It is important that as men, as men, we, okay, as men seek every day to be better or to better ourselves, to deal with our traumas, you know, don't be so prideful to seek help or even have someone you can confide into. Take it one at a time. You know, don't don't take on all things one time. I will say this much, and this is the advocate for my brothers and my fathers. Women cannot tell you how to be a father no more than they can tell you how to be a man. No more than you can say what it is to be a mother or how to be a woman. We're getting too much, too much into this wordplay and expectations that is unrealistic. The thing is, being a father, you have certain skills that are attributed to you. Yes, you got certain skills that are attributed to you, and you must be aware of them. You have foresight. You got contemporary. You have advocate, present, spirituality, amongst many things that that makes you father. As a man, these things must be instilled, which I call the, the pillars, must be instilled in your attributes as a father, your manhood. You must have these qualities that you can be a stronger and more nurturer as a man because you are not a woman. And it's not a bad thing. It's not to divide. It's just, you just add. The thing is, we Add. When we add, we get. So one-on-one, we get two. You have to be supportive advocate. Although women, especially black women, and I big you up, are heavy with the tongue, heavy when it comes to motivating and inspiring, especially black men, inspiring to do right or wrong. But we, how we advocate, we advocate with, position in the sense of reality. We're not afraid to speak on our pain. We might not seek help. (laughs) We might not seek help, but we're not afraid to speak on our pain. We're not afraid to demonstrate our hurt, but we won't seek help. This is why it's important to develop these skills. The spirit leads, the flesh follow. All I'm saying is that you put your good foot forward. You do the best you can do. You take in the wisdom and experience and the knowledge, and you make the best of it. You do good with it because you're doing good for yourself, that you can do good for your children, your family, your community. Because when you feel good, they feel good. When you're happy, they're extremely happy. When you're sad, they feel guilty. Every day, that means you practice every day of giving gratitude, of showing gratitude and being about who you say you are, not what they say you are. Back to what it is 
and what is the role of a father. My conclusion in that is that fathers are lovers, protectors, or guider ways. Uh, they embrace and shape the happiness that makes the children feel and know that they are loved, they are safe, they are well-rounded, and I guess you could say well-rounded. The role of a father is important. The guidance and the wisdom you share is important because it's based off what you experience. It's based off what you know and what you have learned. We must be very, very diligent and present when we are speaking on our wisdom and experience, that we share our knowledge with truth. Like I said, we, we speak on our pain. We speak about our, you know, discomforts, but we won't seek help. So that we cannot give a learned lesson if we're not able to do such things. We must be able to seek help as well as want to give help. So we must teach our children to do better, to do better than how we did and what we experienced. Break that tradition and be mindful. Don't take away who you are and what you are, but understand, be mindful. Seek to make them happy within reason and make them to understand you are a father, not because of someone else's situation or you was elected. No, it was a joint union between me and your mother. And we made a decision. And that decision was based off of love, not hate. It was based off a of neutral understanding, not deceit. And you are not to have ever have a doubt of whether or not I am here because of circumstances or obligation. It's because I love you. It's because I want you to succeed where I fall short. I want you to be all that you can be whatever that may be. I want to be available emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. My fathers, it's important that we do this. We do this with great strides. We do this like a reflex. We do this because we have to. We have to. We look at the children we see nowadays. Look at our lost souls. Look at our warriors. They are emotionally damaged. They are psychically lost. They are spiritually weakened. They do not value what we value. They do not seek what we seek because we're not present. We're not available. We're not embracing the fact that we are human too and that we made mistakes we cannot be so prideful that we cannot say, I am sorry. How can I make this up? How can I correct this? Help me to help you. Allow me to show you differently. We need to do more. We need to do better. We need to do better. So I'll give you a little uh, cheat code before I get out of here. Join me next week or a week after so we can discuss more on Pride Before the Fall. Look that up and see what I mean by that. But nonetheless, join me. And um, wherever you podcast at, wherever you are, 
in the world, I thank you because you could have been anywhere but you were here listening to me. I thank you for joining me for the next episode, Sunday after next, episode four. Yay! Look out for Father Torch, fathertorch.com. Be the dad you wish you had. My people, I thank you. Blessed guidance, Rastafari, every time. If you're enjoying this episode, check out High Vibe Table Talks, where we start to remove mental barriers and take action now so you can achieve your someday desires. I'm your host, Mershawn Hargrave, and if you've ever heard that little voice inside to go after something, but the fear around the unknown felt too big, this is the podcast for you. Listen and subscribe to High Vibe Table Talks on the Jazzcast Pros Network with the podcast listener you're using right now, because it is high time you activated your high vibes.